Hello Norfolk enjoyers, welcome back to the Norfolk and Good podcast. I'm Steph. And I'm Andrew. And you're listening to season three, amazingly, (laughs) episode three. In previous episodes, we have covered all sorts of Norfolky things, haven't we, Andrew? Even things that perhaps no one else would go near, like smells of Norfolk. Yeah, we need to. I think we should um, go back. Revisit and, yeah, the smells. Revisit that, yeah. Possibly. There must but, be some new smells. There? <laughs> we can, I think there's more material we can get out of smells in Norfolk. Anyway, as an, that's an aside. Um, we've spoken about, uh, you know, things like the Norfolk coast. Yes. Food. Yeah. Um, we have to Food, history, um, yeah. other events that are taking place. In this episode, we are going to talk about science. Science. Mm. Because uh, one thing that uh, our listeners may or may not be aware of, that although we have all these other amazing um, facets to the county, we have actually got a pretty impressive scientific heritage, haven't we? We have, yeah. You know, we're not just a county of farmers. Nope. um, And castles and... (laughs) coastline and fishermen we've actually got we're actually at the cutting edge we are here in norfolk we are hey <laughs> we just keep a bit quiet about it we do it on well, the download don't, don't like to post <laughs> indeed but you've been doing some of your fabulous um research haven't you yeah, um, i've been doing a little bit of digging a scientific activity in itself yeah someone say <laughs> so you are going to tell me about some famous norfolk science people yeah norfolk science norfolk related some bra- some norfolk brainiacs yeah Scientists, <laughs> mathletes, inventors. Yeah, right, yeah, some inventors in there, some scientists. Go on, hit me with some names. Tell me, Andrew. Okay, well, well, the first on my list mm-hmm. uh, is Captain George William Manby. Manby, okay, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, he was born in um, 1765. Okay, so, so a lo- long while long back. Long while back, long while back. But uh, apparently he invented the first portable fire extinguisher. Fabulous, wow. I know, which is quite amazing. It was, it was a copper cylinder. It was filled with pearl ash, which right. is potassium carbonate. Okay. And um, it was propelled out with compressed air. Okay, so it sort yeah. of just jettisoned it out over the fire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, just like that. And what did it? What did he do, Captain Manby? What was well, his, he, his, apart from being an inventor, he was also an author. Okay. And um, he was a captain in the military. Okay, that's hence yeah. the captainess. And did right. he? Did he live in Norfolk? Was he born in Norfolk? Uh, yeah, he was actually born in the Fens, oh, in, okay. in a place called Denver. Ah, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, where I was born, obviously, all, all the great people are born out in the Fens. <laughs> in West Norfolk? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then he spent most of his life in Great Yarmouth. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. because I think, uh, didn't you tell me that he had a fascination with the Navy? He did, Well, he, yeah, he, he, he saw um, uh, lots of ships out there. And, Living um, in Great Yarmouth. Yeah, yeah, and apparently, apparently, he tried to, to um, create the unsinkable boat once. <laughs> right, okay. Yes, but uh, apparently, the people on the boat didn't really like him, so they rocked it <laughs> and made it sink. <laughs> they thwarted his efforts. They did mainly oh, yeah. because they gained from shipwrecks out at sea with the cargo that got uh, washed up. Okay, mm. yeah, 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 that yeah. sort of thing. Oh, so he saw pro- he sort of saw problems and and tried yeah. to fix them, which is kind of what good inventors do. Definitely, fire extinguisher was called the extincture. The extincture. Okay. The extincture. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very good. That's wow. Very interesting name. I quite like that sound of that name. It's quite yeah. groovy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. Um, but he also saw another problem, which was um, saving lives at sea. Okay. Uh, and um, and we've seen kind of one of these, which is the Manby mortar, mm. which basically propelled a rope. 
from the shoreline out to ships that were in problems, mm-hmm. and then you could, with lifebuoys, get the, um, the the sailors off the ship and back onto shore. So the ship's in distress off yep. the shore. Yep. You You're fire. on the shore. Yep, I'm on the shore on the cliff From somewhere. a big pole, you fire a... Uh, a, a rope, basically. Right, to fire the ship, into the, the ship. ship, and it creates what a sort of, yeah, like a line, a line yeah. that they can then... what Climb back to the shore on. And okay, and we, yeah. yeah, we did actually see one of these oh. because um, in the summer, actually, we left Norfolk temporarily. It was hard, <laughs> but we, we dragged ourselves away and we went to North Yorkshire and we saw one on the North Yorkshire coast, part, we did, didn't we? we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they've still got the, the remnants of it up there of the pole there, really. Yeah, which, where they used to fire used. the Manby yeah. Mortar. So, the Manby yeah. Mortar, yeah. and he's the Manby. He and is. even though it's right up there on the coast in North Yorkshire, yeah, um, we spotted it. <laughs> I was actually going to say it came from Norfolk. It originated like us. It originated in Norfolk. It did. Fabulous. That's, that's really interesting. Really isn't it? interesting. Yeah. yeah, amazing. Yeah, and he was. Uh, he was also um, uh, present at the founding of the. Um, it was the National Institute for the Preservation of Life from Shipwreck, which is now known. Catchy. I know. <laughs> which, which is now, which is now a bit more catchy as the RNLI. Yes, yeah, yeah. I would say that they've probably improved on that acronym. Yeah, <laughs> what it was took it a lot again? of saying that. What was it called again? It's the, the National Institution yep. for the Preservation of Life from Shipwreck. Okay, well, fair enough. It does what it says on the tin. And he was there for the founding of it. Yeah, there for the founding. And he also got one of the first gold medals that was presented. Fabulous. Wow. Yeah. How exciting. For his, for his work, obviously. Yeah. Oh, that's really exciting. Well, that is a good claim to fame. What a fantastic yeah. guy. Very, very good. What other... Tell me some more Norfolk scientist-type people. Um, well, I've, I've got another inventor. Mm, another inventor, okay. Who lives in Kingsley. Peter Chown. Okay, Peter Chown, yeah. yeah. Uh, and this is really interesting, because I actually use one of these every single day. <laughs> what is it? It um, is a sponge back scouring pad. Oh, okay. And he yeah, yeah. And he invented yeah. the sponge back scouring. Pad. I know. Fabulous. Yeah. That's really, that's, it's really interesting actually because yeah. I and I love them actually. Uh, I love <laughs> okay, them. Okay, great. Uh, and another one yeah. that we actually use as well. Mm. He invented the rear cycle carrier. Uh, what, what, that cars. goes on the cars. Yeah, it goes on the cars. Wow, I love that. So he's again. It's it's yeah. all about looking at a real world problem. Yeah. And then providing a solution. But it just takes those kind of the deep thinkers, the progressive thinkers, to just take that step further and actually do take something further. about yeah. it, doesn't it? I yeah. love that. Because with the cycle carry, he saw a bike fall from the back of a car on a motorway and nearly caused a big accident. How would they got the bike attached to the car without I a car strapped on or something? something like that. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Yeah, just okay. tied there. How yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I love that. Gosh. And then he decided to do that. Yeah. Um, uh, and if you've got um, stinky feet, he also um, did the um, odour-free easy feet trainers. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm loving that. That's really cool. That's yeah. really cool. But he's got lots of inventions. They're just a couple that um, and is that sprung his, at me. his career is just inventor. Imagine yeah, that was, business card. That's yeah. so cool, isn't it? I know. <laughs> so and so inventor. Yeah, he just loves to, yeah. Inventing. I love that. Solve, we need solve, people like solve that. Solve problems. Yeah, yeah. People like that, I think, make the world... A, well, they obviously make the world a better place yeah, because they provide solutions to everything. scouring pads for sort of, <laughs> made my life a lot better. It could be something small like that or it could be something major like the fire extinguishers, but I just think it's it's just those people that step outside the box and just think differently. It's yeah. really cool, isn't it? Yeah. It's nice to know that we've got a, pro- really is. a proliferation of them in Norfolk. I so know. who else? Tell me some more. Um, well, there is a man called James. Okay. Who was born in Cromer. Just James. <laughs> Just goes by. It's like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, well, his surname is Dyson. Oh, I see yes. what you've done there, cheeky. A little bit of a I famous know. Norfolk man. I, I know. And Fabulous. I, I, did, I, I always consider the vacuums, mm. um, obviously, but um, he actually um, invented the ball barrow. Which was a wheelbarrow with a board. Do you remember oh, those? Oh, yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know that? I did I, not I know. He invented that. No, no. nor did I. No, I, no he's obviously, yes, yeah, synonymous with the, the Hoover. Well, not the Hoover. The Dyson. You're dominating the Hoover. <laughs> you mentioned the Hoover. The vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Sorry. The, the vacuum cleaner Hoover is a brand. The vacuum cleaner, not Hoover, Dyson's, and also hair dryers and, and those hand dryers. Are you dryer trying to get a Hoover, well. are you, or something? <laughs> Those hand dryers. And those cool hand dryers. And uh, he's also yeah. got things like fans now and stuff, hasn't he? All sorts of cool oh, electronic yeah, stuff. Yeah, hair dryers. Yeah, so he was from Cro- Cromer, did you say? Born in Cromer, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Went to Gresham's, obviously. Yep, yep. They, they've just opened a really big new... Or he's sort of helped fund a new yeah. big wing there, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, definitely, yeah. There. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, clearly there's something in the water here in Norfolk because we do produce some inventive types. We do, we do. And... Um, but also, we get people um, coming into the area. Oh, we do, yes. Yeah, famous scientists. And um, in um, 1933, mm. uh, a few people might but know this, but um, a man took refuge here in Norfolk, mm. and his name was Einstein. Oh, he did, Albert Einstein, he did. Yes. He came here as a refugee before going on to the States, wasn't it? I yeah, think. he went on yeah. to the States. Yeah, but he was, he was homeless. When he came essentially. In. Well, yeah. countryless, essentially. Countryless, as, as refugees, so many. Are. And yeah. the wonderful thing is that we haven't severed our, our offering of sanctuary to people. Norfolk and, and Norwich have been very welcoming. They always have been welcoming. Which is why we have the important. like the Strangers Club in Norwich. Yeah, yeah. Which um, you know, uh, was established. Yes. Uh, for everybody coming into Norwich yeah, to meet. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Albert, uh, so Albert Einstein came here in the thirties. Did you say? Yeah, nineteen thirty-three. Yeah. Took refuge and he lived for six weeks in a hut. <laughs> Fabulous. At the heath at Roughton near Cromer. Mm. Yeah. Wow! Cool. He was he was guarded apparently guarded to make sure he was uh, safe mm. from um, yeah. Well, he was a really important brain, basically, wasn't mm. he? He was a very, very much important so. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Fabulous! Oh, yeah. that's... So that's an interesting fact, and yes. I think there's a plaque up at Roughton somewhere, isn't there? Yeah, that you yeah. can you can you can see where he spent his time. Another person, um, going back to sort of um, two two more inventions, um, mm-hmm. was a person called Mike Burroughs. Mike Burroughs. Burroughs. Mike Burroughs. Yeah. Um, he, he's Norwich-born and he's a bike designer. Oh, yeah. 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 And uh, he actually um, it, well created and invented the carbon fiber, fiber Lotus bike that was used in the time trials in the Olympics. Really? Um, which Chris Boardman um, rode. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Oh, because, yeah. of course, I mean, there's going to be quite a lot of... Um, uh, inventing and science going on over at Lotus, isn't there really? Well, I don't know where he, he obviously did it in collaboration, yeah. Okay. With, with, with Lotus, but he was a bike designer in himself. So uh, he designed bikes Norwich. for a lot of Nike, Norwich cyclists and things like that. Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah but the Lotus Engineering, yeah, level, they yeah. are doing All a lot of groundbreaking stuff. A lot stuff of carbon fibre obviously yeah, used yeah, in, yeah. in their cars over there. Fabulous. Yeah, but that was the 1992 Olympics, I think. Did you know where the hovercraft was invented? <laughs> no, but I'm guessing <laughs> you're going to tell me Norfolk. <laughs> it was at a Norfolk boatyard. Wow. By a Christopher Cockerell. Christopher Cockerell. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. He invented the hovercraft. What, yeah. the hovercraft? First hovercraft. Well, he invented in... the, ho- the, the hovercraft. The concept of the hovercraft. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, concept cool. of, which was actually tested out at Summer Leighton, I think. 
for oh, the first time. Interesting. Oh, yeah. okay. Which Fantastic. is very interesting. Yeah, he yeah. bought a Norfolk boatyard and uh, he developed it there. And when when did um, Christopher Crockle invent the Hovercroft? Yeah, he invented it actually in 1955. 1955. Fabulous. Have you ever been on Hovercroft? No, I don't think I have. Have you? Yeah, I've been on Hover. Yeah. Well, I think. Did I go on it? I don't know. Have you yeah. been on one to. Uh, can Isle you get one to the Isle of Wight? I'm pretty yeah. sure I did. I remember we went to get the ferry and I think we missed the ferry. So we went to the, the Hovercraft. I think. Yeah, I think so. Isn't it called. Oh, no, I'm thinking of catamarans. I'm thinking of the cat. No. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't think I've been on the Hovercraft. Yeah. But I think they're also. Awesome sure I have. Because they can go on land as well as water. Yeah, I know. I'd love to go on one of those little ones. We saw on Blue Peter the other night. We saw on Blue Peter. They were doing hovercraft racing. It looked so fun. So that's all down to um, Christopher from Norfolk. Brilliant. Love it. Right, we're going back to the true science now. True science. True science. Chemistry, biology, that kind of... Not engineering, that kind of thing. (laughs) Is that what you mean? Yes. Okay, great. Yeah, rather than the kind of inventions. Mm. Um, So the first I've I've got here is Sir Paul Nurse. Mm It was... um, Born in Norfolk. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also got a PhD at the University of East Anglia. Mm-hmm. And he, he's a geneticist. Mm-hmm. And what he did is he discovered the proteins involved in um, the control of the division of our cells. Mm-hmm. Which has uh, far-reaching things for things like um, cancer. Yeah, yeah. Those where um, cells um, replicate uncontrollably. Yeah. Uh, and he also got a Nobel Prize Wow. for that as well. Gosh, that's I know. fabulous. Yeah. Wow. That's very so, yeah, exciting. PhD at the UVA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Uh, and we've got on on a, a big topic at the moment, which mm. is uh, climate change. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, is um, Hubert Lamb. Yeah. Which is actually the father of Norman Lamb, uh, the, the MP that okay, was a yeah, yeah, yeah. Lip Democrat MP. Uh, and he founded the Climate Research Institute at the UEA oh. in 1972. Crikey. So that was very kind of progressive at the time, very early doors, wasn't it? Yeah, but did you know they were actually investigating the cooling of the planet? In the 70s? Yeah, the cooling of the planet. But during his research, they realised it was actually warming up. Really? How interesting. Yeah. Ah, that's very interesting. So they basically, yeah, at the forefront of everything that's happening now. They still are, yeah, Yeah. basically. But 1972. Yeah, that's amazing. Fantastic. Wow. And it's obviously still there too. Indeed, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I've got um, James Smith, mm-hmm. who was actually born a long time ago, mm-hmm. in 1759. Wow, we're going back, we're sort of uh, flicking back a bit. Yeah, then. I like to flick about a bit. <laughs> in history, you know? yeah. history flicker. <laughs> Keep everybody on their toes. <laughs> right, so James yeah. Smith, yeah. James Smith, uh, a Norwich-born botanist. Okay. And he actually founded the oldest natural history society in the world. Fabulous. Which is um, the... Linnean the Society. Linnean Society. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I'm loving that. That's great. We're so, oh, so, we're, we're so many deep thinkers yeah. to be proud of here in Norfolk. It's fabulous. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. 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 And um, you only have to dig a tiny bit. Is that a botany pun? The, are yeah. you doing puns? Are you doing the puns this episode? Because well, I thought I was the punner. Well, I, I, I didn't mean to, but perhaps it's just natural for some people. <laughs> Is that also supposed to be a pun? That's really, that's shocking. I'm really sorry, listeners. <laughs> right. Um, so we've yep. got to wind up this yes. section. Have Off. you got any more on your list? <laughs> yeah, maybe because Andrew's getting. Are you so... winding me up? But <laughs> yeah. right. have you got any more? Well, I'd like to. Well, to I'd like about. to end uh, end on this one, which okay. is um, yeah, something actually I was very interested in as well. Yeah. Disclaimer: We are former yeah. scientists ourselves. <laughs> we are. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I was very interested in the whole 
um, topic of antibiotics. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, Dr. Ella Barnes, mm -hmm. who's an Irish scientist, yeah, um, was basically at the forefront of that, uh, finding out about um, antibiotic resistance. Okay, yeah. Um, with her work with food poisoning. Okay. Yeah, and she saw that, um, you know, um, bugs can yeah. become resistant to, to those antibiotics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and this is still going on today, the research. Still a really Norwich topic, is at the, yeah. at the forefront of this topic. Well, it's been really superseded by climate change and most recently COVID. But actually, yeah. pr prior to those two things, and probably third in the list, it's probably a, it's a huge threat to well, I thought, mankind, isn't it? Yeah, I thought that that, that would the be the big, big thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. And then COVID came along. But... <laughs> yeah, and said, hold, <laughs> hold my beer. <laughs> I've got something bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it would be um, resistance yeah. to antibiotics. Absolutely, yeah. because without antibiotics, most of modern medicine would just cease to exist or function yeah. wouldn't it basically yeah. so um, but at the, at the at the uea and i presume at the hospital and everything there's big research massive into, research yeah, yeah. And, going um, on today with regards to that ties in very nicely into our next into our guest today yes, actually because we're going to have to digress slightly if we if we're going to tie this all up but so uh uh laura bowater yes. who um is a professor at the uea as mm -hmm. a massive um knowledge about antibiotic oh, yeah. resistance yeah. isn't she yeah she is yeah her husband also a scientist richard bowater oh, yeah. is going to tell us about something very sciencey that is happening in norwich and norfolk at the end of this month and that is the norwich science festival i know excellent can't wait in this episode we're going to speak science with richard bowater welcome richard Hello. Hi, Richard. <laughs> how, nice how are you? I'm good, thank you. Good, excellent, excellent. For our listeners, um, would you mind perhaps just introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about what you do here in Norwich? Yes, that's uh, a good place to start, I think, what, <laughs> what I do and why I'm here in Norwich. Yeah. Um, so I've been in Norwich, actually, for... Um, since the end of the 1990s, from 1998 is when I came to Norwich. Yeah. Um, since that time, I've worked at the UEA, the University of East Anglia. Mm -hmm. I'm a scientist, so yeah. hopefully quite appropriate. And I work, um, my work at the university involves teaching and research around biological sciences and biochemistry. But I, I have a wider interest in science and particularly about telling people about what I think is interesting science and um, communicating why science is important in our lives now, but going into the future as well. Um, so, so my job, although I, on a day-to-day -day basis, I, I teach the students at the university, I do get involved in other activities that um, link to wider, uh, um, wider events as well. Fabulous. Cool, cool. And um, there's a lot of sciencey stuff coming up in Norwich um, very soon, isn't it? Um, with the Norwich Science Festival. Um, could you tell us a bit more about um, about that, please? Yeah, so the, the Norwich Science Festival is, is an annual event. Um, it's, uh, Norwich has actually had activities and, and events that involve science in, in one way or another for, for many years now, and particularly the, the Forum Library in uh, the centre of Norwich has been a home um, to those kind of activities for, for, for many years, um, yeah. at least a lot of the time that I've been here in Norwich. But um, 
since uh, uh, for about five years or so ago, an, an annual event was developed as, as a festival, and it takes place usually across the October half-term holiday. So mm-hmm. it's very much focused on developing activities to engage children. Um, but it's not only uh, for, for kids, and I can say a little bit more about that in a moment. Yeah. But it, that, that's the, the, the time that it happens in a year. So usually the, the last full week in, in October across the, the half-term uh, holidays. Uh, and it covers all aspects of science. Um, I've already mentioned that I link with biology and biochemistry, but uh, Norwich has scientists uh, who are involved in one way or another in all the, the different sciences, and they will all be uh, highlighted and showcased at, at the event that happens uh, at the Norwich Science Festival. And I should also say, we can come on to mention some of the details in a moment, but as the festival has grown over the last few years, it's now become much more than just being a Norwich Science Festival. And it, mm-hmm. it is focused more on delivering activities and events across Norfolk more widely. Mm. Yeah, I noticed this year there's a a partnership with the new Dyson Centre at Gresham's. Um, So some events are taking up there sort of up in uh, more north Norfolk. Yes, that's right. So there's some specific events there that are um, linked directly with the festival. Uh, And um, there's quite a a few different events uh, that will take place in other parts of the um, of, of Norfolk as well. And also, although I mentioned the Forum Library as being kind of the home to the festival, um, around Norwich, uh, the, the events will be taking place in lots of different um, lots of different uh, places, not just at the Forum. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. almost a, it's almost a Norwich and Norfolk Science Festival now, yeah. now, isn't it? It definitely is becoming more that way. And I, I think um, as it's garnered more attention and, and uh, the people, the visitor numbers are, are really impressive for the festival, so it's really getting a good presence now, and people have recognised the fantastic science that's going on uh, yeah. in Norwich, but also more widely across Norfolk, and realise that, yeah, it's a great thing to be involved in uh, and to tell people about this fantastic science that uh, uh, is, is happening uh, mm. locally. I was going to say, I was going to say, you know, why... Why Norwich for science? Because there does seem to be, and you are perfectly placed, obviously, to to sort of answer that, um, there seems to be a real, um, a a huge sort of scientific community. Is it largely because of the, the, you know, they're obviously doing groundbreaking work over at the UEA or? Yeah, that's certainly part of it. Um, But uh, it's also important to recognise that um, the UEA is part of, uh, a, a wider group of organisations that uh, come under the umbrella of the Norwich Research Park. Um, yeah. And the Norwich Research Park has um, several research institutes, um, including the John Inner Centre, the yeah. Aaron Institute, uh, Quadrum Institute, Sainsbury Laboratory. They're all funded by um, government funding one way or another. Mm. Um, and also now there's a growing number of companies that are based on the Norwich Research Park. So um, together with the UEA, the, those institutes and companies, um, we, they, there's a lot of research that's been um, undertaken in, in, across all areas of science. Um, and then that research obviously feeds into our teaching at the university. Mm. Um, at, at the UEA, we teach courses at uh, undergraduate, undergraduate and postgraduate level. Uh, but also at some of those research institutes, they also teach students mainly at, at research um, degree levels, so for master's degrees and PhD degrees. So the, that, that grouping of um, research institutes and organizations 
organisations and now companies who obviously have a commercial interest. Mm. But it's gradually grown over the last uh, um, last few years um, and now has a much bigger presence, uh, um, not just in Norwich and Norfolk, but nationally and internationally as well. Mm. Uh, so I, I guess it's useful to emphasise that the UEA has been around in Norwich since the 1960s, so yeah. uh, soon be coming up to its 60th birthday. Yeah, and cool. yeah. science, and science was always important um, for the university. And when, but the UEA started very much in with a focus of interdisciplinary science. So it didn't really want to go down the traditional route of having biology, chemistry, and physics, but wanted yeah. to look at um, the links between those sciences. Um, um, of course, we do teach those those standard subjects as well, but we also teach um, very much in between those subjects. Mm. And perhaps the best example of that, I would say, is the, the, the studies in environmental sciences, which mm. are, are, are a key part of the, the yeah. research that's undertaken at, at UEA. And now everybody is aware of that kind of research and why it's important to understand about climate change. But um, when UEA started, that work was really, it was very much groundbreaking and, and yeah. people didn't really know what to make of a, a, a department or a school, as we call them, of environmental sciences. But now it seems to be absolutely integral to society and working out what we're going to do over the next 50 to 100 years. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, it's really, it's really exciting, actually. When you talk about it like that, then um, it seems that you know for a relatively small city we are actually we're doing some quite exciting and um far-reaching things in terms of science aren't we yeah absolutely so i I think that the example i gave about environmental sciences and climate change um that's a an example that kind of runs through much of the important science research that goes on at uea and across the knowledge research park because although when we speak to students and teach our students we can tell them about this part is biology this part is chemistry and mm-hmm. physics etc yeah. etc what we really focus on at, at our institutes is um, the important matters to society so mm-hmm. the, the biology part feeds into health and medicine um, and chemistry feeds into developing new drugs or, or, or new compounds for um, fertilizers we've got fantastic research um, looking at new crops and, and developing improved versions of crops and that's whether it uses traditional breeding techniques or more so, some of the um, newer techniques, some of which are somewhat con- controversial and mm. using gene editing and that kind yeah. of thing. And uh, I know that's very much in the news um, today, isn't it? even today actually, <laughs> about whether or not that's an appropriate uh, um, tool for uh, to, to be taken out into the wider world. But at a research level, uh, it's very clear that it is important to to use those methods and to work out how we can develop um, in that case, crops for, for agriculture, um, but it, it can be other types of um, organisms or other types of tools as well. It will be different in, in other areas of science. Um, but the other point that's uh, uh, you know been really you know, important for all of us over the last eighteen months or so, of course, has been the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, and um, UEA scientists and, and colleagues across the Nature Research Park have been really at the forefront of trying to um, understand what's going on with the pandemic. Of course, yeah. locally, because we're focusing on the um, our local population, but also more widely. In fact, uh, um, colleagues at the uh, Earlham Institute and the Quadrum Institute have been right at the forefront of 
collecting um, DNA sequencing data of the different mm-hmm. strains of, of COVID-19. And that's really helped not only just the national effort in yeah. fighting um, the pandemic, but also an international effort as well. Are they doing, I think there's a, an event, isn't there, about um, the research and um, work being done with COVID at the uh, at the Science Festival, isn't there? Yeah, that, that's right. So j- just to summarise the kind of things that happen at the Science Festival, um, the, 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 there's a, a range of events that are happening. Um, over, it, it runs across from two weekends and then the, 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 the weekdays in the middle as well, which, as I say, is the, the half term for, for most Norfolk schools. Yeah. Um, and there'll be different activities that are focused on different areas, um, but one of the days is given over to publicising the science uh, for the Norwich Research Park. Okay. Um, and it is, it's, it's referred to as Norwich Research Park Day. Um, it's actually the Wednesday uh, of that week. Um, for, so for this week, it happens to be the 27th of October. Yeah. But uh, that, that kind of thing usually happens um, each, each year as well. And then the other days, um, there are a number of different activities happening each day, but they tend to fall into different themes. So if I, I just kind of run through the mm, themes yeah. quite quickly, yeah, you can see one day is uh, 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 focused on nature and zoology. Then the next day is climate change and sustainability day. Mm. Then we have a Digitech day, which is obviously looking at um, technology and thinking about artificial intelligence and that kind of thing. Then it's engineering day. Then we're at Wednesday, which is the Norwich Research Park day. Thursday is the Chemistry Day, uh, Friday is Physics and Space Day, Ooh. and then the final Saturday is Human Body, Health and Wellbeing Day. Oh. So what you can see there is that all aspects of science and, and yeah. medicine are covered um, one way or another. So there should be something to interest everybody um, who has a, a passing interest in, in any part of science. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot of events for, and for all ages as well. Um, there's sort of events right from sort of real little ones upwards, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. It does cover all ages. And, and certainly um, from the start of the, the Science Festival, um, it really focused on developing activities for children. And that was partly why it's always found its home in the, the, the half-term holiday mm. in October. So there's absolutely um, activities to engage children of all ages, from mm-hmm. the, the littlest children you know, through to um, high school children. And yeah. most of the events uh, that are happening, at least in the forum, most of them are free. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's a great yeah. kind of um, morning or afternoon out uh, uh, in Norwich um, or, or wherever the events are taking place. Um, but as the events grow, then what has been recognised is that actually, as, as useful as these events are for younger children to get them interested in um, science and to appreciate you know, all the, the wonderful information we gain from um, doing the, the research that's been, been publicised, as the Science Festival has grown, we realise that actually there are lots of adults who also would like to know more about the, the very interesting research that's been mm. done locally and across Norfolk. Um, many, many adults know a bit about science, but mm. realise that they don't know as much as they'd like to about certain topics. And particularly when the, the science is really having an impact on our lives, as we mm. see with climate yeah. change discussions or, or the pandemic discussions, then um, we, we now recognise that many adults... Um, are, are just as interested as the children to find out more about the uh, about the, the topics that 
that are being discussed. So quite a lot of the activities will have um, topics that are uh, focused on children, mm -hmm. but also some points that can be discussed with adults. And so that they, mm -hmm. they hit a, 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 a two-pronged approach and you can always go into more detail with the adults. But there are now a group of events that are focused um, specifically for the adults. And so uh, within the programme, there's a group of events that are called um, After Six events. Oh, yes. uh, and so if, uh, and they tend to be slightly more risque. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, 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 yeah, we noticed uh, this. <laughs> yeah, and also, um, there's, there's other things around them. Often there's a social element, there'll be a bar and that kind of thing. Uh, and then the thing, sometimes you have to pay for those events. But yeah. uh, they're usually really good fun and often you know, and quite light-hearted light in, the, in the way that uh, things are discussed. But, uh, um, but also there's, there is often some interesting debate that goes along with that because mm -hmm. it really yeah. does uh, allow us to delve into um, some of the, those topics in a lot more detail. And you know, think about the type of science that's been done and is it appropriate to be done in that mm -hmm. way? Should we go down a different route? Um, so often some interesting mm -hmm. debates uh, alongside those uh, discussions. Fantastic. So it's good to have those debates because there's a lot of information out there, isn't there, now? Um, about all sorts. Well, and also you've got the science, but then there's yeah. the ethics as well. And, yeah, uh, you know. so it's good to have those sort of debates. It, it, it absolutely is good to have those debates. And, I, and I, in fact, these kind of festivals, these kind of science festivals that are now um, appearing in Norwich and in, in other cities around the UK, yeah. they have very much developed from the, the point that scientists want to get out into their local communities and to mm -hmm. talk through um, with uh, their local population about the, top, the, the, the research that's being done uh, mm, and yeah. also the benefits yes. and possible disadvantages of, of, of mm, the, yeah. the, the potential downsides of some of that, that work. Um, and um, now most scientists in the UK, if they're funded uh, in one way or another through government funding, they actually have it effectively the requirement of their job to go out and and tell people about okay. um, the, yeah. the work that they do, mm -hmm. and sometimes that that's through you know, specific events that they organise as part of their research. But sometimes it can then be done as part of these festivals. And so mm -hmm. certainly, um, it is uh, it's, it's a very good aspect of these festivals that, that scientists are able to meet with the public and, yeah. and talk through their science. Mm -hmm. And I think um, one thing I'd really like to highlight for people who might be thinking about going along to these kind of events is that. You should never be shy to ask the scientists about what they're doing and why they're doing it. Yeah. Um, and the scientists um, will, will will be honest with you as to why things are being done in a certain way, and they will absolutely uh, be able to kind of counter some of the misinformation that gets circulated mm. by you know, through some uh, um, routes. And so, if you've got a question, you're not sure about something, perhaps you've seen people disagreeing on social media about benefits of, of a certain um, type of scientific approach yeah. then go along to an event that's got that's on that topic and speak to the scientists directly and yeah. generally scientists you know will be very honest and and and, and, and open to discussion at those events mm, i love Excellent. that advice yeah. that's a really good point i really think good. actually and i think you're absolutely right um i think it's really important to kind of 
break down those barriers and make science more accessible to everyone, even if it's not a subject that perhaps an individual has chosen to study to a to a high degree or to that they they, they uh, work in science in their everyday life. It's still something that we can all benefit from knowing more about because it affects every aspect of our lives. And like you say, the more informed you are, um, the better place you are to make decisions about how you live your life and, and how you use these scientific interventions within your life. Um, I suspect this year it might be an interesting year, actually, um, because science has been brought very much to the forefront of the public mindset because of covid yeah. we've seen scientists um on our television and in the social media probably more than we ever have even with regard to things like the climate so i, I wonder if people are going to turn out more yeah. because they've been t- tuned in and turned on a bit more to science what do you think yeah i, I would uh, definitely agree that that is likely um to happen this year and as you say um, probably the two major topics uh, that uh, will be discussed at the festival will be things around the pandemic so not mm. just not just covid-19 itself but vaccines yes. and yes. Uh, you know very hot topics for people and when should people have think they're getting boosters and all that kind of thing yeah. but there's mm. lots of different areas around the pandemic that will be relevant to be discussed and then of course the other very important topic at the moment is one we've already mentioned, but it's coming up with the um, the meetings that are taking place soon in mm. Glasgow oh, and yeah. focus on climate change mm. and, uh, and to think about you know, how can we, and now this is not, obviously, not just Norwich and Norfolk, but this is a global issue to, yeah. to, um, to, to think about as to what do we do over the next few years because clearly something has got to change and, whether, and, and how we can um, get countries around the world to agree what it is that has to be changed, well, well, those are the difficulties. And by finding out more about the science, finding out more about where things could go with the various developments that you know, could potentially take place, that allows all of us to yeah, to, to have some input into the, the, the discussions and the, and the final decisions. Mm, definitely. Demystifies it. Yeah, it should demystify it. We've had a look for all of the events, and there's loads, we have. isn't there? Yeah, we're, we're very excited. We've yeah. already got our timetable of the ones we're going to go to. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And um, so which ones most excite you in the Science Festival? Well, as I've always said, I'm a biologist. Uh, I'm thinking to, to biochemistry. So I really love um, those uh, areas of the uh, um, of events that, that focus on the very basic aspects of biochemistry. Uh, biology, what happens inside cells, but how that then links to having an impact on um, on on our lives. And mm-hmm. um, so the area that perhaps people would see this most directly is, is thinking about evolution. And so all mm-hmm. cells contain a molecule called DNA, and we've probably all heard of that one way or another, but this yeah. is a, a chemical molecule that's present in all cells, and it essentially dictates or provides the instructions as to how a cell will develop and whether it grows as a single cell, like some small bacteria, or a large multicellular organism like humans. All that information is provided by the DNA that's contained in that that organism. Um, And so there's quite a few events that um, focus on evolutionary biology uh, and obviously thinking... uh, often in terms of the, the impact on um, on human health. And, and certainly we know now that many, um, many many diseases are caused by 
problems with the instructions themselves. Yeah. So the kind of, to come back to your question as to, to what, um, what kind of things particularly uh, interest me, so where there's a, that link between the biology and, and evolution yeah. and, and medicine or something else, those are the, 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 the events that I'm particularly interested in. So there's, a, there's an event on Saturday evening, the final event uh, almost, uh, um, without Adam... Um, uh, Rutherford and Hannah Fry, who are going to, they, they're going to talk about absolutely everything, is what they, they say, <laughs> but uh, I, I know that they have a very specific interest in uh, uh, evolution and how that impacts on um, the, the health of humans, so, uh, and they have a very um, interesting style of, of presenting um, their the details that they discussed. So I'm sure that will be a lot of fun. Um, and, and that event will actually be hosted at UEA. That oh, one's not okay. a good forum. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it should be very interesting. Fabulous. So, so the forum is kind of the hub. Mm-hmm. And they change the name of the forum, don't they? The, well, the atrium to the Explorium, don't they? That's right, yeah. <laughs> so for the uh, um, periods that the, the festival runs, um, so it takes on that... Uh, uh, the, the, the downstairs area, the big open area, is called the Explorium. Yeah. Um, for all of those different days that we mentioned, there will be different activities that are, that are taking place there. Um, and the activities will be um, delivered by scientists that um, have come from the different research institutes or the university, and they will be delivering that activity on different parts of the, of the subject for, for that particular day. So that's definitely the place to go to as the hub and those activities that take place there, they're, they're all free. Um, lots of things to, to, to see and do you can easily take up uh, two or three hours um, uh, 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 of anybody's time by going around there. But then there were some... Uh, and during the day, the events tend to run... Um, so something is happening for them throughout the day, and uh, there, there will always be somebody, some scientist present you can go and speak to about that particular topic that's cool. highlighted yes. uh, yeah. for that day. But then there are specific events that happen at certain times in the day, so there are talks that are given by certain scientists, uh, um, and again, they will be um, scheduled to be relevant to the topic of the, the, the specific day. Okay. Some of those are given at the forum, um, and, and some of them are given elsewhere. Brilliant, Excellent. and all of the details can be found on the um, the science festival website, NorwichScienceFestival.co.uk. And there are also, I think, hard copy brochures, aren't there? At places like the forum, you can pick up. Yeah, there. you can download program. one, I think. Okay, well. cool, yeah. cool. But yeah, yeah you've got. You we've sort of we've been looking, as we say, we've planned to to go along to some events. There are so many. You oh. could literally fill your half term, which is brilliant <laughs> if you're a parent of school age kids, because you're always looking for things to do with them. And the great thing about this is that. Not only is this really exciting and fun, but it's a little bit educational. <laughs> so, so I'm loving that. <laughs> and uh, will you be dressing up as a scientist to do the um, Norwich Science Festival park, the park run? run? Yes. Are you going to do that, Richard? Oh, so, yeah, you picked up about that. So, yeah, one of uh, our other uh, 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 activities that, that interests all of us is park run. <laughs> and, and, uh, um, um, as you probably, and many of your listeners will know that uh, there, are, there are several parkrun events that take place across Norwich, um, but one of them is hosted on the Colney Lane Sports Ground. Yeah. Um, so it's the, the sports park area between 
Western University and those research institutes that we mentioned on the uh, on the Knowledge Research Park. Uh, and so, yeah, that park run takes place every Saturday um, at nine o'clock. And so, as it happens, yeah, the first Saturday <laughs> of the Science Festival is called the Norwich Science Festival Takeover at Colmwyn Park Run. And I will be hosting as a run director for that day. And ah, it, it might be possible that I, I, there might be some dressing up. Yeah. Um, there's, there's quite a few crazy scientists anyway. Um, so it's difficult to tell how much they're dressing up and how much yeah. they're normal clothes. It would be great to see a few people at, at that event um, you know, to, to give a shout out to the, the scientists as well as the uh, as Parkrun. This part one takes place at nine o'clock. There's still time then to get down to the forum afterwards and enjoy all the things that will happen at the, the forum later that day as oh, well. There absolutely, is, yeah. absolutely. And you've got some really big names as well um, in the programme. We've got some um, CBBS presenters, Jess French and Maddie Moat. Have we got um, uh, the astronomer Mark, like a Mark Thompson? Is it? Um, yes. Um, it's a really, it's a, it's a really exciting and uh, increasingly high-profile festival. It's going to be great. It is, yeah, it is. And, and many of those um, people you mentioned there, um, they're known to children through TV programs, one way or another. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So it really provides a, a good draw to to bring in um, children, and then their parents following in behind them as well. Yeah, which is wonderful, absolutely wonderful, brilliant. Yeah. yeah, no, we absolutely love that. Outside of the, the, the science festival, um, there, there are other opportunities to engage Ooh. with scientists um, who are undertaking some of the, the research in Norwich. Um, one event that I'm particularly aware of is, is um, called Point of Science. Oh, yeah. um, again, that um, engages with one of my interests, of, of my interests of going to the pub occasionally. <laughs> and and yeah. that's a, um, an event that usually takes place in the spring. I mean, of course, over the last year or so, it's been a bit flexible and, to, and sometimes has been delivered online. But it's um, a, a very engaging event where scientists who are doing um current research will go to the pub and they'll tell people who are at the pub about the science they're doing um, and again it's a very social occasion um, it's a good chance to have discussion and debate about the science that's going on and again it, it, it usually covers all aspects of science it doesn't focus on any individual um, type of science but there will be other activities that people will see um, across the year as well there's uh, the different areas of science tend to have a week that they they uh, focus on uh, um, highlighting their science uh, in, in schools and local communities. And okay, so yeah. there's a biology week, there's a chemistry week. They take place at different times and not always at the same time each year. But uh, I would just urge people to keep an eye out for those kind of uh, events taking place because, again, they're a really great opportunity to engage and interact with scientists who are doing um, current research and to think about where their research can go in the future. That's, That's very good. Yeah. Just, just quickly going back to that point of science, which is which has interested me. So, does that happen at the same yeah. pub? Yes, I was going to ask that. Yes, what pub does that take place at? It's usually several pubs that, yeah. that do it. Um, so, when it's taken place in Norwich, um, so it didn't happen. It happened online last year. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah, uh, for reasons that we're all familiar with. But the, the two or three years before that, um, it, it's usually about uh, three or four pubs. Uh, and they're, they're mainly in the centre of Norwich, mm -hmm. um, and it's not been the same pubs every year, but they usually have 
you know, some space that they can set aside um, for not just the main bar area, but maybe another yeah. room where the people can can meet and talk about the, the specific topic that's being discussed. And it usually runs for about four nights across a week, I think. And it's, it's actually a national event. Um, so it, it takes place across multiple cities all, and all at the same time. But Norwich is one of the cities that hosts those those events. So um, definitely a good idea to keep a, an eye out um, uh, for that uh, uh, those events coming up. Uh, I'm sure they'll be in place uh, in person in 2022, or at least hope to be yeah. in person. Yeah, and absolutely. And I'm sure if you sort of Google Pint of Science in Norwich, then it will throw up any current information about venues and events, won't it? Yeah, it's probably a little bit early to be um, planning for the the 2022 uh, Mm -hmm. events just now. But uh, yeah, I'm sure the the information will be released relatively soon. So keep an eye out. Yeah. And just going back to the other events. Yes, I mean, the other thing as well is is to remember that, um, and you you touched on this a little bit before about um, the the outreach um, of the UEA. It's not just a sort of a uh, discreet little entity on the edge of Norwich. It is. There are lots of events which um, bring in um, the wider community and which are f- for the public to attend. So we've been to Christmas lectures um, at the university before, which have been we, quite exciting. Had, we, yeah. Was that where that volcano was? It they, was yeah. the, the, fa- the fabulous volcano yeah. experiment where they <laughs> blew up a bin and yeah. this kind of. Well, they didn't blow the bin up. It came out of the bin. <laughs> That's just vandalism. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, so and, and that's free, I think. It's ticketed because obviously it's in an auditorium. Previously it was in an auditorium and they have spaces. But um, there's, there is so much opportunity to get involved and attend these. There's, lot, yeah. there's lots of public lectures as well, actually, I think, isn't there? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. There are, yeah. yeah. And, and definitely um, you know, through the, the Norwich Science Festival, I think there are now you know, really fantastic links between um, the local community mm. that, that, that can kind of pick up information in the forum library to the university. And, uh, yeah, so it, it um, definitely lots of uh, events, often focused at, um, at children for the Christmas lectures, mm. but again, not always at children. And, and usually there's, a, there's at least a recognition that if children are there somewhere mm. nearby, they will be adults who will be asking deeper questions or different questions. So it, they definitely... Um, uh, the, the events always do think about the fact that the, there will be a wider age age spectrum that's usually in place for most of those uh, um, visitors to, to the events. We can't let you go. Obviously, we've spoken about science and Norwich and Norfolk, but um, being the Norfolk and Good podcast, we um, we do have to ask you about your favourite things to do in Norfolk. I know you must have some. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as I said right at the start, I, I, I moved to... Norwich in the late 1990s. So I'm not um, not from Norfolk originally. I'm from the West Midlands, um, and uh, um, so essentially I come from the, the heart of England. And whenever we used to go on holiday, we were almost equidistant whether we went to to Norfolk or the South Coast or to Wales. And so in my um, early years, we would go to holidays all around uh, um, all around. England anyway and, and into Wales but I always remember coming to the Norfolk coast and we no. used to come to um, places like Hensby and Caister and, and then of course um, uh, Great Yarmouth um, and so I was always very taken by um, the fresh air that you get there the, the wide open skies that everybody knows about in yeah. Norfolk and that was really um, one of my 
big draw is when I kind of realised that I was coming to work in Norwich that I recognised that it's only you know half an hour, forty minutes to get to those mm. those places that were familiar to me from my, my childhood. Yeah. And now, of course, I I'm, I go to other areas of the coast as well, particularly with. Um, following on from information you provide at the North Norfolk Coast and things like that. So I love going to the coast. But I, I think Norwich is such a fantastic city because you can get to those places that are out in the open and you can see nature and, di- and uh, biodiversity. Obviously, that's one of my other interests. But then there's so much to do in Norwich as well, as we're talking about with the Science Festival. Yeah. So it's a, it's a great place to, to be, to see lots of cultural things, but also to get out into that uh, open spaces and to, to get some good uh, um, mental well-being uh, activities uh, behind us there. Mm. So that's what I really like to do, is to, to get, get out and explore different areas of the, of, of the, the local uh, coast. Oh, Fabulous, a man yeah. after our own hearts. Yeah, <laughs> really excited about yeah, the festival and um yeah really pleased you came on told us a bit more as well yeah thank you so much for your time richard well it's a pleasure yeah and uh, yeah good um, luck with the podcast i look forward to hearing more <laughs> about your adventures in the future <laughs> thank you yeah well there are some amazing things coming up actually yeah. so yeah keep an eye on our social media and um and also the podcast and hopefully i will see you um for the uh the science festival takeover <laughs> or the research park takeover park run uh, if not before oh, you'll be. hopefully that discussion has inspired you all to uh, at the very least take a look at the um the norwich science festival website and um some of the events that are taking place and if you are listening to this after the event it is an annual event it is yeah and there are also as we discussed in our um chat there with richard um, there are loads of sciencey things going on all the time because really of the is, links yeah. to the university here in Norwich and Norfolk. But we've also got, um, you know, there are there are colleges. There's Eastern College doing a lot of stuff in sort of farming yeah. and John um, and all yeah, those sort of absolutely. Yeah. There is, yeah. there, you know, there's there's science all over the place, all over the place in Norfolk, which is absolutely fabulous. So yeah, and um, expanding Science Park as well, isn't it? Yes, getting more and more. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So sort of keep an eye out for things that are happening. And um, if you don't make it to the Norwich Science Festival this year, then then have a look next year. Definitely, we've um, we've booked some things already. We're really excited about we it. Are, it's good, yeah. basically going to fill our half term. So, yep. um, yeah. So I would say if you're not sort of familiar with our scientific heritage here in Norwich and Norfolk, it's an angle of the county which is definitely worth exploring more. We should be really proud of it. We're doing some really definitely, trailblazing yeah. things. It's not just a kind of we're not just a sleepy chapter of England at all. We're right. we're trailblazers, we're deep yep. thinkers, and we always have been really progressive. And I think we've said this before, and that's something to really be proud of. Um, anyway, we'll leave it there. Yes. But we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. So uh, we hope you uh, enjoy Norfolk in our absence. Yeah, enjoy the science. In <laughs> and obviously, if you have any questions or comments about this episode, do feed them back to us. We'd love to hear from you. You can um, follow us on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, or visit our website, enjoyingnorfolk.co.uk, where you can get yourself an Enjoying Norfolk card. You can get yourself Enjoying Norfolk sustainable fashion wear. Um, basically, you can just be more Norfolk which we we love (laughs) we think is absolutely fabulous um but until then take care and we will speak with you again soon bye-bye bye